Okay, I can see I guess the camera lost me there for a minute. <laughs> I was like, I can see people are on there, but I can't see Renee. <laughs> how to do that again and lose weight loss program to permanent. Listen today is going to weight maintenance subject because, you know, get it to your goal and then what? So, um, Susan, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your story and let's uh, talk about the phases of weight maintenance and weight loss. Okay, glad to be here with you, Renee. Um, my name is Susan Radway. I am the owner of Ideal Wellness in Okemos, Michigan. Uh, I started in 2012 and have loved every minute since I opened the clinic. I am a past dieter myself. I did the program, I lost 50 pounds. I suffered with a lot of autoimmune issues, was able to heal myself through the power of food. Um, but I will say it all goes back to that maintenance because when I was ill, I didn't want to admit that food was part of the problem, that it was an issue for me. And that actually it kept me in that place of depression, anxiety, uh, pain that I didn't even realize that I had silent inflammation that just triggered that autoimmune. And it wasn't until I decided to take back my life and put myself in the driver's seat that I was able to accomplish what I've been able to do. I have had, uh, I've been 50 pounds lighter for six years. My blood markers are completely normal and I'm in remission. I'm not on any medications and I'm about to turn 51 years old and I'm super excited because it's rare to say that, that I'm not on medication. I wanted really to discuss the topic of maintenance because, you know, I hear all the time from dieters, what, what's, What's the one thing? Just tell me exactly what I have to do. And there isn't one thing. Each person is a little different. And so I kind of wanted to break it down today and, and give people an idea of how to accomplish these things without stressing so much because the stress just adds to the chaos that's already going on and we need to stop. And yes. I think the biggest thing, Renee, you and I were briefly talking about all the different phases going through the program. And one of the first things that people need to recognize, maintenance is probably going to be, not probably, it is going to be the hardest part. And if you walk away from your clinic and maintenance, you're making the biggest mistake. We do not hold ourselves accountable. You have to stay in touch with your coach. I tell all of our clients here, this is a long-term relationship, not short. You have to value me as much as you value going to the dentist, going in for health checkups, any of those things. Because if you come in once a month and weigh yourself on my scale, we can see if bad habits are coming back in or if you're getting a little lax and letting yourself have a little too many good weekends or whatever it may be. And we can correct it when it's a 10-pound problem instead of a 30, 40, 50-pound problem where it feels heavy and daunting. So keeping that relationship is key. That's the first thing I can tell you. And we have to look at 
the long-term relationship we have with food. If you believe you can go back to who you were, then you will go back to your old body. You can't eat the way you did and expect that the weight is magically going to stay off. It's not. We are thrown food commercials regularly. We see fast food driving down the road. People talk about food all the time. You get on Facebook and Delish comes up and there's videos and video after video. And I really wish people would stop posting them because for some people, that's a trigger. That's really hard to see. But we all have that coming. So what we have to learn to do is put it into our, our daily life. Not to be perfect. We're never going to be perfect. We're all human. But if you can stop yourself more than not, you will succeed in the long run. We're talking about the different phases. You're asking me a question about uh, was it surgery? So um, I have a lot of you know meeting on Facebook group and just trying to pull in small and, um, uh, things. Um, we get started. If you're on. Now, Please just out, let people know that it is going on. Um, all to join us, just how to answer your lately. And you know, two is that's phase four. I know that in Sue and in my clinic, I'm talking about all the phases from day one. We are discussing maintenance from the minute you walk in my door on your consultation. And, um, you know, people are concerned about. What do I do if I'm going to go on vacation? Do I phase out? You know, what, how, how to be coached through that? What do I do if I'm going to go to surgery and how to be coached through that? So I think let's start, Susan, with each of the phases, explain them and why you need to phase out. And then we'll move on to small phase outs for vacations and surgeries and, and that type of thing. So tell us the phases and why you need to phase out. I think it's important people get it. And I think it's important, as I kind of mentioned to you earlier, everything is online. There's no reason to hold it back from your client. We might as well start educating them with our voice and the truth of the program because there's so much online that is not valid. So True. when you first come into the program, you're going to do the phase one until you reach your weight goal. My motto at my clinic is I'm not going to set that goal for anybody. I don't live in their skin. They need to decide it. I'm going to show you where our healthy ranges and I'm going to encourage you to make sure you get to those ranges. The only time I'll ever stop somebody is if they try to go too low and get into under underweight. And that's not good either on the body. I agree. So in that first phase, you're going to do the three products from our company, and then you're going to have that one whole meal that's really good quality protein. Um, you're going to do the four cups of vegetables throughout the day, but the key that I've noticed a lot of people are not paying attention to on the phase one sheet, those raw unlimited vegetables do not count towards your four cups. You cannot count them. That doesn't mean don't eat them. <laughs> do eat them. They hold a lot of good structured water and they provide benefits. So you do want to. And when you're feeling, I just got to munch on something, grab a cucumber and eat away. But your four cups have to come off that select list or the occasional list. And the select list, think of as your leaner greeners. Your occasionals are a little bit higher in carbon sugar, and that's why they are occasional. I know a lot of people want to throw tomatoes on everything, but they really do hold a lot of natural sugar in them. It's not bad sugar. It's just they're a little bit sugary. So when you're looking at your phase one, if you think of one of the things I talk about to dieters throughout this process is think of the amount of food that you eat all day and you're full, you're satisfied, you're not craving anything. So when you head into maintenance, you don't need to jump up your calories because you're eating whole food. Yes, you're going to bring up the amount of food, but you don't have to overdo. A lot of us tend to overeat. We don't need as much protein as most of us think. We need a lot more vegetables. 
So kind of pay attention to that as you're going through that first phase. When you go to phase two, when you've hit that goal of what you want that number to be, and whatever number you're going to choose, remember your body is like a car. It's going to go up and down based on what goes in and out of the body. Don't get locked in. I have to debate 125, and that's it. Because that's not going to happen. Give yourself a flux. I want to weigh between 123 and 128. And as long as I'm in there, I'm happy. So when you go in phase two, you may wait and have to remember to be responsible to do and vaccine fashion. Those vegetables add in a plastic list. The ideal from the idea is three weeks, not as because you're conditioning so it under maintain. You don't want to go, which how many people do this, where they've lost 50 pounds, they feel great and they disappear. Well, then you go from taking a minimal amount of calories and being a whole lot of calories, and your body doesn't understand it wants to store fat for fear it's going to go back to the less calories. So, kind of keep that in mind as to why this part is important. When you go into phase three, we're going to take one more of those products away from you. So you begin to transition even more. Now, this is, I think, where you'll get a lot of mixed messages because every clinic, I think, does phase three a little bit different. Um, some <laughs> use the IC complete. Some don't. Um, I don't know that any one way is the right way because you have to do what works for your life and what fits for you. This is where you have to start listening to your own body and what is going to make your body feel good as you go into Whole Foods. I was a person as I transitioned and I went into the last two weeks of phase three and I started my first week of phase four and I started to put a little bit more grains and I had some rice and I was sick to my stomach. I felt like it kept growing in my stomach. So I just don't eat grains anymore. I might have a little bit here and there, but they really upset my stomach. It's not worth it to me. But other people can eat it and not have a problem. So this is the part where we really have to listen to who are we and what does our body like. And it's not about what anybody else can do, especially when you come in as husband and wife. What <laughs> one can do, the other one may not be able to do. And that's a hard thing. A lot of women tend to overeat on the phase out because they're trying to keep up with their husband and it doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, exactly. So then when you go into that phase four and you're not having any of the ideal products now, does that mean you can never have them again? No. If there's something you like and you want to supplement a meal, we have quality products. Supplement with our products rather than going and getting something at Costco's or Sam's Club or Target. Yes, there's a lot on the market that may be less expensive, but if you Go back, if any of you look at our business page, and I'll be happy to post it to you, Renee. Consumers yeah. Report just put out a whole report on other proteins, products that you can buy that have arsenic in them or other chemicals and junk that are not good for our body. Yeah, I was really a lot of low quality whey, you know, whey protein yeah. is is not the same quality. So people don't understand that a lot of whey protein is filled with dairy and milk products and and it will metabolize to sugar and, and they think they're you know having this great you know high protein drink but it's it's fillers and and low quality proteins and and so uh yeah susan to your point and some of those even have way too much protein i had somebody bring me in a drink that has over 30 grams of protein well you don't need that much protein in, in a drink um, nor, nor can your body absorb that much in one in one sitting. Right. So that's the other thing is really, I think it's about educating people that, you know, it is not necessary to have in all of that in one sitting. So you'll begin in maintenance to kind of figure out what works for you. And this is why, again, that coach is critical. I, you know, look at us as not only your coaches, but we're really guiding you through trying to figure out your own body. And, and in maintenance, if you have not learned through the process of being coached, that you have to connect your heart and your mind and come back to taking care of you, maintenance will not work. You will keep stumbling. And 
honestly, I did it. I stumbled many, many times. Don't give up. And if you know the product works for you and you know your coach is good and they will be there to hold your hand, keep going back and stay in the fight. Don't look for the next shiny object. And I'm not saying that just because we have the best product, which we do, but <laughs> I'm saying that because most of us can't be vulnerable to ourselves. And right yeah. now, I, I two weeks ago, I kind of got into a, a funk and I was trying to sort out what it was that was bothering me. And I realized is there is so much on Facebook, on Instagram, in my email about selling, selling everybody trying to sell an online program and a lot of good. If you have that strength, the independent, most of us, and it's okay not to. So, yeah. so you know, keep coming back and eventually it will click. You will get what you have worked yourself. One thing I, I would address is that you, know, you don't that just because you maybe don't have this suit with your coach or maybe you feel you know, that type of thing. Um, look for another coach. But in the meantime, you the online resources there. There are so many coaches in different groups that you can reach out to. Reach out to Susan, myself, Lisa, um, Rose. Melissa, D, Rose. Uh, you know, all you have to do is go on our YouTube channel and and if you type in yes, you will in in the comments section you'll get a link to our YouTube channel and and see more coaching videos. But reach out. We're all on there. We're all watching. We may not be vocal because, you know, some things are controversial or also I feel like, you know, your coach may not like me saying something. Um, yeah. But but, you know, reach out to us. That's what we're here for. You know, you're you're online. You're watching this video because you want more information. You want to understand this is a scientific medically derived protocol. It works. There's a reason it's FDA approved and, and we're not an MLM program. There's a reason that you can't just go and buy it anywhere and order it online. So um, I, I do encourage you not to just quit because you don't like your coach. And, and this is something I tell my 16-year-old son. Just because you don't like your geometry teacher doesn't mean you don't do geometry. Right. <laughs> so, so if you're joining us right now or you're on the post, do us a favor, click the like button, the heart button, tell us where you're from, send us your questions, say hello, and if you're super brave, look in the comments section, there's a way for you to join us online and just wait in the lobby and we'll bring you up and answer your live questions. So this is a new feature I'm adding to some of our coaching videos and um, it's really super fun. You don't have to worry about it. But anyway, okay, so Susan, um, so we have, we have talked about all of the different phases, yep. why you need to phase out, why we're resetting the pancreas and, and, you know, it's a scientific process. We can't go from 900 calories to 1600 calories. Otherwise we, you know, we, we start that insulin response again and we start gaining weight. We have to work together to slowly take you back to the right amount of calories and then to work in maintenance and maintenance as susan said is it's different for you than it is for someone else so don't be um you know looking on all of the facebook groups and see that someone else gets to eat uh you know bread and pasta and, and you don't you just start gaining weight so i don't if i eat bread and pasta and quinoa and brown rice on a continuing basis i'll gain five pounds in a week so I do those as small indulgences once a week. I'll have a little something. Um, and then sometimes, you know, twice a year, I do a reset where I don't have them for maybe like two or three months because I, I need to get it together. Got to get those five pounds right. off. Um, okay, so Susan, um, let's talk about those two pieces that we were talking about earlier. What do you do if you're going to have a surgery? What do you do 
if you want to go on a vacation and have some indulgences like some alcohol. How do we manage that and uh, help us with that? Okay, couple things. First off, if you're gonna have any type of surgery, um, you really do wanna allow your body the ability to heal after a surgery. It is traumatic to the body, whether or not we experience it that way, it is. The body is getting cut open. You're going under anesthesia, that's traumatic to the brain. You need not be 100% on a diet because you need that energy. But that also doesn't give you the okay or permission to eat junk food and to go back to yuck stuff. You know, we've had a lot of people who go and have surgeries and then people wanna bring them things. It is okay to speak up for your health and to say, that's great, I'm glad people wanna bring things. However, can you please still stick with those good quality proteins and the vegetables? And if you wanted to add a little bit of other things, that's fine, but don't add in junk food. That doesn't help your body heal because it doesn't provide you any nourishment. I tell people when you're doing this to look at your food, your plate as what nourishes me? What in this circle is going to give me something and heal my body and take care of me rather than just make me feel full or give me a moment of mm, that tasted good and seven hours of why did I do that? So <laughs> that is really important. It doesn't mean that you have to completely leave and vacate. You can almost do a phase three. You can still supplement with some of our product because it's still a really good quality protein. So you can do that and then jump back on. You wanna do it prior to going into surgery and you wanna do it for the week coming out of surgery. Then you're right back at it as long as there's no physician you know, complications or in that matter, you just come right back and start over. We've, we had a couple people who um, ended up in the hospital for minor things and actually had their ideal products brought and it was okay by their physician to stay on protocol. So as long as you're communicating effectively with your doctor, let them make that decision for you because some will say, no, it's fine. It's better than you going back and doing something else. Um, in regards to going on vacation, I think one of the things I always say to people is kind of think of this as who do you want to be when you're all done? Because if you think going on vacation is going to give you permission to eat junk food, then that's kind of what you're going to do as you go out. So if you want to indulge while you're on vacation, set a plan and stick to that plan. It doesn't mean every day has to be a free-for-all. You can do a type of a phase two through your diet um, onto that vacation or phase three. But if you start adding a lot in while you're on that week vacation, one, you're gonna gain because you're gonna fill up those fluid stores, right? Two, you're gonna have a big battle when you come back with a whole lot of crave <laughs> craving of the carbs and sugars yes. and all of those. And then my biggest thing that I tell everybody is, you know, with alcohol, you cannot drink. If you go on vacation on our diet and then decide to just add alcohol in, it's extremely dangerous and it is not worth doing. I do not, do not, actually on our Facebook page for, um, our company, our coach's corner, because St. Patty's Day is coming up, was all about <laughs> why you cannot drink alcohol. It is dangerous, it can be life-threatening, and you just don't know. We've had two instances within our own clinic. One person, it was just a lot of spinning and feeling like she'd lost control. Um, and she came back and said, I get it. I now understand, I didn't really get it. But, and I said, oh, it's one of those you gotta learn by doing rather than just hearing. <laughs> And then we did have a gentleman who actually passed out for several hours and due to his Fitbit knew that his heart rate dropped too low because of medication. So he actually was in a really bad spot and nobody was there to help him. So I think it's something you really got to pay attention to. Um, but vacation doesn't mean free for all, just like big events in life. A wedding doesn't give you permission to go trash yourself. So what I tell people when you have Thinking while you're on program, think of how will you be when you're not on program. So when I go to a wedding, I eat what I think is quality, but nobody's watching me. When I go to a party, if it's a buffet style, unless it's a sit down, I don't necessarily even eat if I don't think the food's gonna do me good or is gonna make me want something more. The hostess doesn't watch you. 
we think they do, but they don't. And we can say no and just walk away. And I tend to keep a bottle of water in my hands at all times to keep my hands busy because a lot of times it's more you want to pick and put into your mouth. But you can yeah. keep yourself occupied that way. Absolutely. And, and those are all super good tips. And and like I tell my clients, this is you're on this temporarily. You have your entire life to uh, drink on a trip and to drink at weddings and have cake and all of that within balance. So take this time you've dedicated yourself. That time's passing anyway. So you know right. what? We're going to get to the first day of summer in about 15 weeks. And that time's going to pass with you either losing 30 pounds or gaining 10 pounds. So the choice is yours. And, and you know, self-love is, is a big part of it. And, and uh, Susan mentioned that. And, and um, you know, we all have to, if we're going to be successful, we have to put ourselves first and we have to start creating that self-care and self-love approach. And maybe you fake it for a while because you've always been told, you know, that you're overweight or that you're not good enough or you've always felt that way or, you know, you've put all the kids in hubby first and, and let yourself go. There's yeah. no time like today to make a decision, write it down, what's your why? We always talk about writing down our why. And, and anytime I have a client that's really struggling, I say, sit down, write down 10 whys and bring them with you to your next coaching appointment because that's, mm -hmm. what's, that's what's gonna make the difference. And then I want you to post them in your closet or someplace private where you can look at them every single day. Okay, so um, Susan, when we get to maintenance, how do we keep the bad habits away? You know, a lot of it for me and what I try to teach people here is it is about retraining the brain and staying conscious of what we do. Um, a lot of us, one of my examples is I didn't realize how much when I cook, I tasted. So for me, I started throwing gum in my mouth because then I had to be aware of pulling that gum out of my mouth and able to taste something. Because before that, I didn't really recognize until I looked in the sink and there were all these spoons. And then I went, oh. And that's a lot of calories when you really look at it. Yeah, then the you're other gonna thing, eat dinner too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or a lot of people then skip dinner and then go to junk food because they didn't have dinner. You know, oh a God. lot of it is staying in tune. One of the things I can tell you for me is, I am a sugar head. I love sugar and it is my worst, worst enemy. We have to keep our distance, not only because of my weight issue, but also because I have autoimmune issues. It's not a good quality uh, nutrient for me. Exactly. So one of the things that I can tell you for me is being able to talk to myself out loud. We are energy speaking is vibrational. We hear it differently. And, you know, when I'm driving in my car, having conversations with me, people think I'm on the phone. But I'm really talking to myself about why do I do certain things that I do? We have to understand when we've had a continual weight issue, there is something that's not connected, right? There is a disconnect. There's something we're trying to fill, avoid, we don't want to deal with. So we have to start asking ourselves those questions. And when you're in maintenance, that doesn't go away. Just because we got to the goal doesn't mean now it's going to all be okay. There is a great book called The Secret Life of Fat. Um, that really talks about fat is an organ. We need it. It has its own set of hormones and it is going to try to take you back to where you began. So it is going to fight you for that first year, year and a half after you've lost weight. So this is where it's important for you to stay focused on yourself. And for me, that's how you create the good habits and you crowd out the bad habits is you get rid of them by doing new things and by entering new things. It's kind of like when you're drinking the water on the diet, eventually you stop drinking as much coffee or you stop drinking other things because you don't have room for it because you're so full of water, right? Yeah. It's the same idea in maintenance and regarding food. Do I in, take in junk food? Yeah. Do I love certain things? Yeah. But I've learned if I'm going to do a dessert, 
mm, I got to have at least another person, if not two or three, who are going to share it with me. Um, certain places I really like French fries from. I only get them from those places. And I always split them with someone. So you just start to make more boundaries around what you're willing to do. But the number one goal and key to all of it is to protect yourself, to value yourself and recognize you are enough, just as you are in this moment today. Whether you're doing the plan to get there or you've achieved it or you're back for the second time, you are enough. And once you can start to say, you know what, I'm doing the best I can do. And I'm just going to try to learn what are the lessons I'm I'm meant to learn. Then it will start to connect for you. It's like a lot of people who get on program and it's really easy and they drop the weight really fast, but they never dealt with any of the issues. And that's why they end up coming back for a second time. And yeah. so for me, it's important for people to just really take a deep look. And a lot of us don't want to. We practice and preach a lot about self-love here. Um, I've been certified in a self-love course, and so I kind of integrated it into the program. One of the things I can tell you is, you know, when I bring it up and start talking to people about tell yourself every morning you love yourself, people have a really hard time. They giggle. They don't want to deal with it. I wake up every morning, and I wrap my arms around myself, and I say, good morning, Susan. I love you because I need to hear it as much as anybody else. And if I can say it to someone else, I should be able to say it to myself. And that begins that healing process. And weight is all about that healing process. Yeah, I, I love all those words because, you know, Susan, we um, as we transition through our 20s, 30s, 40s, and you're going to be 51. I just turned 56. Oh, it looks like we lost Renee again. <laughs> Keep going. Well, I'll kind of just talk to fill the air until she comes back, I guess. Um, so one of the other things as I look at my notes really quick that I want to make sure you guys know is really learn your your own body because, again, we are individual and we are different. And when you go through maintenance, re-enter foods back in slowly. So if you enter fruit back in, do that first. If you enter dairy back in, then do it second after you've had a week of doing fruit. Then you'll start to know your own reaction. Someone like me who has autoimmune issues, dairy can be a problem. Hello, Renee, you're back. <laughs> I just decided to fill the air while you were gone. <laughs> exactly. But what I was saying is it's really important to enter things back in really slowly, too. I did not enter sugar in a whole form until I was about nine months off plan. And I went to get a Slurpee with my daughter. And I didn't get the small. I got a medium. I literally thought I had the flu for 45 minutes. I was down for the count. I was on the couch. I was nauseous. And it really made me recognize I don't need it, that it's not good for me, that it was causing my body more havoc than anything else. Yeah. Um, I, my internet connection, we've, we've been having a lot of rain here. And I think that, you know, yesterday's uh, broadcast was, was a little sketchy with poor D yesterday. But yeah. Just keep talking if I'm not here. But um, <laughs> if you are on with us live, please tell us where you're from. Send us your likes. Send us your questions. If you're brave enough, join us online. There's instructions in the comments section. So, Susan, one of the things that um, is extremely important in maintenance, and I would love for you to talk about this is the journal and keeping up all those habits that made us successful in phase one. Can you well, that's one of the things that we do when we have our maintenance meetings that we start talking to people about is what worked for you when you were in phase one and are you still doing that as it applies to maintenance? So journaling is one of those things that for some people, it's really, really critical to write it all down and to understand it. Um, for some people, it's the prep. They have to go to the store every Sunday. They have to cut and clean those veggies and have their week planned out or it kind of all falls apart. Um, I was a person too from journaling, not just about food, but journaling about me and learning to understand me. 
And I think there's a lot of power in, in writing it down and then rereading it so that you see it and you understand kind of like how we say, what is your why? And if you can keep reading your why, it keeps giving you that motivation. It still helps you that same way in maintenance. Tracking what you eat is important because a lot of people don't pay attention to. So last night we went to, let's say, a Mexican restaurant, and I might say to a, a client, so what did you eat last night? And, oh, I had uh, Topopo salad, which is here one of our big salads at a Mexican restaurant. But they never tell me they had two baskets of chips with sour cream and salsa, and they then had a cheese dip or whatever it may be because that didn't count as their meal and all of that matters. So if you're still journaling and maintenance, at least the first few months, you're recognizing all of the little extras or Starbucks drinks, you know, yeah, yeah. people don't pay attention to the, you know, they look at oh, the calorie counts, not that bad, but it's the sugar. We need to look at the amount of sugar that's in each of those drinks because oh that God, is so the problem. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Susan, we do have a guest, Patty, Patty Brave, and here she comes online. Patty, I, I see you, but I don't see you. So, Patty, um, I'm going to put you down. Uh, make sure that you're using a Chrome browser so that um, we can get your beautiful face online. So we um, want to go and um, look at coming back on using. I want to say hello to Nina's one alliance about seven. and Douglas. Uh, she can not not only is she a great client, but she's she's really inspirational. She's given me some growth to read myself. And um, that's what this is all about is sharing community and, and creating. I, I have a lot of great relationships that I've created with clients that not only do I inspire them, but they inspire me with, with their, their journey and their fortitude and, and they keep pressing on. And uh, I want to say hello to Lisa in Texas. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're out there, tell us where you're from ask your questions, and um, hopefully we can get Patty on the broadcast. Um, I, I don't uh, I don't see her. Um, may, maybe she'll refresh it. Um, okay, so we talked about the relationship of journaling, and, and uh, something that I tell my clients all the time is the, the habits that you're learning in phase one, we don't just have you do stuff. Okay, you know, we're in first grade. Now I want you to write your name on the paper and put the date right. and you know, hand it in. It's not about that. This is for you. I mean, I'm going to look at your food journal, but your journal is for you. It's, it's to um, teach you what's in food. Like I love when I use an app because my fitness pal tells me, Oh, geez, you went over your carbs. Well, I just ate what was on my list. Why am I over my carbs? So I can see the things that, oh, okay, well, you know, cucumbers have a lot of carbs in them or, or you know, things like that. And we use my fitness pal as part of our maintenance. We have people go in who like to journal through the apps and actually friend us. On our to our clinic and then we can watch them daily and we actually try to help them understand and learn what are their macros to maintain their weight as they transition that's an amazing tool for people and I think yeah. more and more people should do that because again we are all individual and not going to react the same way to the same things the Absolutely. other thing I think I want to do really quick um, I want to give a shout out because we had one of our our clients today, her name is Michelle W. Um, and she hit a hundred pounds. And this woman, I have to give, oh, I have to give a total shout out to her. One, she's probably one of the happiest, most loveliest people I've ever met. But on top of that, her first month, she went into the hospital and she had her food brought in. She didn't care what the doctor said because she had pneumonia. Oh, she ended up having loss of family, loss of friends. She, she went through so many events in that first couple months of being on program that could have totally derailed her. But she has such courage 
and such self-dedication that she plowed through and today she hit it. We all had a dancing party out here and <laughs> celebrated her and, and what she accomplished. And I just really, if Michelle ends up tuning in at some point, love you, Michelle. <laughs> Oh, that that's that's awesome. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that um, as a coach is sometimes disheartening is when you have that client come in that that, you know, says, oh, well, I had a cold last week, so I had to go off plan. I really had to have crackers and um, chicken noodle soup. Really? Yeah. Well, and I always say, isn't it funny that at the time we're our weakest, we don't feel good. We give our body crap food, which only hinders the healing process yeah. and does not allow your immune system. You would have been better to do an IP soup and drink hot water with lemon than to go off. ahead and go right exactly than to go completely yeah. off the red the rails. Or, or I hear I had to have honey in my tea for my throat. Really? Right. Yeah, that sugar didn't <laughs> help. It's so, the things so we're conditioned. Yeah, I mean, these are these are things that derail us. You lose a whole week, you lose a hundred bucks, and and you know that's that's phase one. We're talking about maintenance today, so I was well, just making an. I want to give you a, I want to give you an example. Um, okay, so I'm six years in maintenance, and about I don't know four months ago, I had a lump in my throat and was worried. My daughter carries strep, so of course. I To the, the man looks at my throat, he says, no, you don't have strep. You just have sinus drainage. You'll be okay. You'll, you're going to live. I said, okay, great. So I leave. And as I'm leaving, when I was young, the way that I dealt with those things was either carbonation, right, to ease the throat, or I liked something like a bread to kind of tear it up a cracker. So what did I do? I drove out of the ready care. I went into the bread store. I got a scone. I got in my car and I went, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing that? And it was an old habit from when I was young. So I smushed up the scone, threw it in my door pocket, drove down to the little market, which we have here is called Quality Dairy, went in, grabbed something for my throat, got back in my car and said, okay, but it's really easy for those habits. So what I want people to really walk away with is it never stops. There's always something that can come back in. We just have to stay aware of it. Even if I had taken a bite of that scone, okay, but then get rid of it. Don't right. continue down that path and be aware the next time I don't feel good that I might feel that way. You know, you think about when we were little, we were given all of these things and that's what conditions us to think that way. And I keep trying to, with our clients, we work on, don't reward your family and friends or your children with food. We are not dogs. We don't need treats. And we need to recondition that brain that it's more than food that says good job. We have to go beyond that because really the food we're giving is is not good for any of us. It's not healthy for any of us. And we need to be able to be empowered and speak up. So the biggest yeah. thing for me is, you know, think about long term. How are you going to be? You are going to mess up. It's okay. Have that good, healthy relationship with food. Don't overanalyze. Don't get into the habit of beating yourself up or having that bully in your head come out because that will spin you backwards. You need to journal, whether it's an emotional journal or a food journal or both would be the best way. And pay attention and look at your habits. And it is critical in that first year that you do that. But most important, the key to maintenance is keeping that relationship with your coach. It doesn't mean if you do disappear for six months or a year, go back. There is no judgment or shouldn't be any judgment because we've yeah, all that, been. That's a that's a really important thing to address is is this is what we do for a living. We uh, I, I actually had a, a very special friend of mine who I've known since childhood and she sent me a message on text. She's on on my Facebook group with my clients and she said, isn't it because she and I talk about, you know, annually we have a word or something that we are trying to be better at and, and improve mm -hmm. on. And, and I had told her, you know, I grew up in a very judgmental, extremely religious environment. And so there's just so much judging that goes on in there. And so in my head, I mean, I look at, at 
people and I have, you know, a certain judgment, boom, this thing comes in, it comes in. And I, I had been telling her, I'm really working on judgment as my word. And my judgment word has been there for like five years. I think I'm finally, you know, kind of letting it go. It, it took a while. And she yeah. sent me a message the other day and she said, uh, you know, isn't it really interesting that the business you've gotten yourself in had right because you know I was conditioned by my father who had some very strong opinions about why people were overweight and one of the things he would see you will not be overweight if you want to be a woman you know and and he had certain guidelines between being a lady and being a woman. And, you know, some of those were smoking and smacking their gum right. and, and different things like that. So I, I mean, this is from, you know, three years old people. So right. um, we don't have any judgment. When I have a client walk in and they haven't been there for six months or a year, I'm just happy to see them. How can I help you? You know, let's Absolutely. okay, okay, get on the scale. All right, seven pounds, fifteen pounds, thirty pounds, whatever it is. All right, let's attack this. And when we go back into maintenance, we need to stay in closer contact. For the first month, I want you to come in every week. I have you, you don't have to buy anything, just get a scale, just keep hold right. yourself accountable. Um, you know, for the second and third months, come every other week. Once we get past that, we feel comfortable, then come yep. once a month. It's free. Yep. Yeah, you yep. know, we have the full $10,000 scale. <laughs> Step yep. on it. <laughs> well, and that that's the interesting part. I, I actually had a client yesterday. We were telling her that she's now can come monthly. And she mm -hmm. said, for how long? And I said, well, how long do you want to come? And yeah. she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, as long as I'm here, you're welcome to come every single month and get on that scale. And Absolutely. the reminder is, if if your coach should recognize you are their walking billboard, most of us don't put a lot into advertising because it's too expensive these days. Be that billboard for them. And, and you help your coach be a better coach by Coming back, so many people disappear. We, I think, some of my clients think we're a little bit stalkerish um, <laughs> because if you disappear, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to let you know I want you back. You may not yeah. respond to me, and if you guys all know the bitmojis, because I am the queen of bitmojis, I love them. Um, but I will send the one of her looking through the curtains, like, "Hey, where are you?" And I will. <laughs> Sending it for a while, and if six months go by and you've never responded, it's okay. And then eventually, if you do, that's even better. But I want you to know that my door's always open, and I will always help you. That's why I got into this, and that's how I be a better coach, too, by holding you accountable and not letting you just disappear on me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, before we go, um, we just have about uh, eight more minutes here, Susan. Um, can you just um, touch on what to do when you go into maintenance, how you coach your clients on their journal, on their macros? And, you know, just I think that's just a huge question and and how to do a process of elimination to find out things that don't work for you. Well, here in our clinic, we probably are a little bit more uh, we're different because I also coach people nutritionally for autoimmune that have nothing to do with ideal protein. So yeah. we do elimination diets and we do meal planning and things for therapeutic reasons. But when we go from the ideal protein program into it, what the first thing I'm, I think is important is for you to decide who are you? There's so many key phrases out there, right? Keto, paleo, whole 30. Whole30, by the way, is a lifestyle program. It is not a diet. I hear people go, I'm going on Whole30 for 30 days. Well, no, that's not how it's supposed to work. You have to decide, can you follow a program that allows absolutely no sugar? 
For me, that's not something I could do. I also don't want to define myself. So for me, it's about figuring out what it is that works and the macros based on what they're looking at eating. I believe in good quality fat. I am not a low fat person. When you pull the fat out of food, you're going to put some sugar in there to make it taste good. So for me, it's all about grass-fed beef. I am a beef girl. I like my beef. <laughs> um, but it's grass-fed. It's pasture-raised. It's good quality. It's great if you know your farmer and make sure the chickens are taken care of. But eat the whole egg. The yolk has more nutritional value in it. So part of what we do in that maintenance is reintroduce and change some of those ideas you've been given for years that really are wrong. So we tend to go probably a little higher on fat than most people do. And we want them to understand fat keeps you full. When your body has the nutrients it needs, it doesn't crave. But if you start throwing in empty things like bagels, cookies, I don't know, pretzels, they don't have any yeah. nutrient value. Your body can't say, hey, guess what? I'd like some vitamin K. It just says I'm hungry. So if you feed it emptiness, it's going to keep telling you I'm hungry. That's why it's important to also do quality supplements. Don't just go back to buying whatever the cheap you know, brand is or what's on sale. Because if you don't absorb them, they're not good for you anyways. You might as well invest in them. And I know a lot of people keep saying to me, ah, but it's so expensive to eat healthy. And I will 100% refuse that with it is more expensive when you're unhealthy. I had a mother who had Alzheimer's and her care was very expensive and very frustrating that I couldn't take care of her or my siblings couldn't take care of her. Alzheimer's is a terrible disease. So for me, I think it's worth it. That's the thing I will invest in. And we try to teach people about organics. So again, there's no magic number. It is about yourself and what do you want to eat. I don't eat oatmeal. A lot of people like to eat oatmeal, but oatmeal is really high in carbs. So you have to then balance it later. And then working and figuring out, I think our clients need to empower themselves. I don't know if you noticed, Renee, but I never, I don't like to call them dieters because diet has an ending. And you're on a lifestyle change. So you're my client. You're not my dieter. And I'm the same you need. Yeah, and we need them to focus on, they need to educate, they need to read. So I do a lot of recommending on books or websites or podcasts, or we do our monthly group. We have a class next Wednesday that's all on the Instapot because a lot of people have it, but they're afraid of it. So we're going to teach people how to do it. And I will forward you some info because we're making some really yummy sweet treats from the ideal products in the Instapot. That's totally totally fun and um you know i have instant pot i just got an instant pot about four weeks ago and i've been posting some recipes on the youtube channel so mm -hmm. if you guys are interested in getting more of these coaching videos and more recipes go uh, all you have to do is type in yes in the comment section of this video and you're going to get that and susan i would be happy to post your recipes I, I know, you know, I, I love the D's recipes group and and here's the deal. We should have recipes that we can share the recipes. You can't copyright a recipe and right. you certainly can't copyright a recipe with an ideal protein packet because that's copyrighted. So right. um, we're all about sharing. And, and so tell us about your instant pot uh, um, workshop. Because I want to have one, well, too. Okay. Well, I will tell you, and this one is the first one I'm not leading, but I have this amazing coach. Her name is Alex. Um, and we have a Facebook page for just phase one and phase two recipes. But I am very her. I have wonderful staff and amazing women who work for me. But Alex has a special magic in the kitchen. And she applies it to protocol. But maintenance, hands down, she's the best best person I've ever met for maintenance and can teach you how to do a lot of stuff quickly and easily. So she's put together a whole workshop 
one on understanding it. What do all the functions mean? How to use them for what products? And then we're going to be sampling out and we actually are preparing some of the foods um, that we're gonna show them how to do and how quick and easy it takes. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what it is only because it's a surprise until they get here, but I'll give you a little feedback afterwards to let you know how it turns out. We, um, we should do a live. You should do a live video so we can all watch it in the either live or in the replay. <laughs> I, I will bring that up. Alex doesn't like the video camera very much. <laughs> We're all trying well, to can, get comfortable. You can, you can just put the video right on what's happening on the table, and then she doesn't have to feel uncomfortable, you know, on oh, camera. That's probably true. We should do that. It's and it's it's a going to be a good one. We we sampled some of the products yesterday. Her and I were here in, late in the afternoon and um, enjoyed them quite a lot. So and she's working on a couple new creations. Um, and yeah, and I totally agree with you. Everybody has different twists on things. I can tell you for me in maintenance um, and even on protocol, a lot of people require um, stevia or um, some of the sugar alcohols in their recipes. I don't like the taste of them. So I choose to use um, either none or some of the other things that I have found that work. Monk fruit is one of my favorite sweeteners, a swerve, or just like sugar, which is chicory root. Those are better, but that's one key that I did forget to mention. You have to own your kitchen again. You have to go back into your kitchen, at least for part of your food. And one of the things I tell people is, Let's just take pizza as an example. You don't know where that person's hands have been on their own body, whether they maybe smoked and had nicotine all over their hands, and then they're making that pizza that comes to your door. It's better if you can make it, because then you know the energy that went into it and the quality of that food. And I want people to start thinking that way. And what we try to do here is to teach simple, fast recipes because that ultimately is, is a key, is getting back in. And if you have young children, bring them into the kitchen. That is so much fun for kids. And so for me, that, that too is part of that key is, you can't go out to eat all the time. It's just not that healthy for you. The sodium count alone is very, very, very high, even on just an appetizer dish. And I was just listening to a lecture um, by uh, Dr. Oz, and he was saying, not on his show, um, I, and it's funny because I really don't like the show, but I love this <laughs> lecture that I watched from him, and he talks about the key to health, the key to your heart health, the number one thing is your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And when we go out to eat all the time, a lot of people are on blood pressure medication because that's elevating. We don't need all that sodium. And the minute we take them off, they don't need the medication. Isn't so that that's interesting? Isn't that interesting yep. how, boy, in phase one, I'll have a client within the first three months, they're off all their blood pressure meds. It's amazing. Yep. And people start to put those dots together, then they go, oh, okay, I, I'm getting it. And we try to pick apart menus in restaurants to show them the counts in it and why it's not good quality food for them. And I go out to eat, don't get me wrong, but I do try to eat often, more often than not. Yeah, I, I say cook 90% of your food at home and then you don't have to complain about the high cost of buying organic food because trust me, it's way cheaper than going out to eat, even if you're eating at a cafe or, or someplace really inexpensive. So yep. um, this has been super fun. We, um, Susan and I are off to our educational group where we're going to be talking to coaches and so we want to say thank you for joining us. Um, if you're watching in the replay, tell us where you're from. Post your questions because we will definitely answer them. I always go back through and I'll tag Susan in anything that she needs to answer. Also, if you want to watch more of these types of coaching videos, all you have to do is type the word yes in the comment section and you will get a message from Facebook Messenger and it will send you a playlist of all of our coaching videos. Susan, can you give us just the last few words and uh, say, say goodbye to everybody? 
Well, thank you very much for having me. And thank you for doing this, Renee, because I think it has helped our community of people, our tribe, should we say, in getting a better education and hearing more voices than just one. So I think that's really important. Thank you so much. And I'm happy, you know, if people want to post questions to you, I'm happy to reply. Great. That would be great. And, and Susan, if you want to post um, the link to your recipes group, if, if that's yep. open, I don't know if it's yep. open or not, but post that in the yep. comments section because um, the more recipes we share, the more groups you belong to, the more variety you're going to have. And, and you can watch yesterday's video that Dee and 